Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to the show, World Soccer Radio, here on the Sports Byland Broadcast Network and Sirius XM. <coughs> I'm your host, Nick Gieber. It's great to be with you and with you each and every weeknight, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern. Then again at midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. Eastern for you early birds. You can hear me there on Sports Overnight in America. Lots to get to today. It is Friday. It is time for the uh, patented Premier League Pundits preview show. A whole lot of peas for you. We're going to get to each and every Premier League match coming up this weekend. Let's take a look. I'll give you my predictions, and I'll give you some uh, potential odds and values if you would like to place a little wager or two. By the way, we are presented by betonline.ag. How's that for a segue? So if you'd like to do that, uh, put a little bet, head over to betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Some big matches coming up this weekend, of course, the biggie is Saturday's Manchester derby at Old Trafford. United will be hosting City, this in the wake of United's exit from the Champions League. A lot of talking points around this one, a lot of discussions about Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, and we seem to waver back and forth, up and down, up and down, depending on you know the latest United success or failure. So let's have a little chat about that. Some other interesting matches, Arsenal in action, at home against Burnley, they're desperately in need of some good results. But Sheffield United going to St. Mary's to play Southampton. They are really looking for some action. But before we get to the Premier League, I want to revisit a discussion that I was having with you yesterday about the Champions League. We don't need to go back into the Champions League because we did an extensive review of the group stage and preview of the potential draw for the round of 16 but there was a story that I touched on about uh, UEFA's plans to revamp the Champions League uh, in just a couple of years. And w I will tell you why I think it's outrageous. We didn't have a lot of time to get into it because yesterday we ended up getting completely blindsided with all of the stories around the Champions League. There were so many, or not least of which was Real Madrid seemingly scratching that winning lottery ticket. All right, when we come back on the show... Let's get into this Champions League story. Then we will get into every single Premier League match coming up this weekend. This is World Soccer Radio. I'm Nick Eber, and I'll be right back after this. All right, welcome back to World Soccer Radio on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, Sirius XM. By the way... I'd like to welcome all of our men and women in uniform around the world listening to the show on the American Forces Network. It is a pleasure to have you with me here. We are presented to you by betonline.ag. And with all the big football seasons, including the NFL season here in the United States, in full swing, well, while you might not be at the game because of COVID restrictions and those season tickets that you cherished are basically worthless, don't worry, though. You can still be in on the action at BetOnline. They have everything, folks. Game spreads, totals, team player, coaching props. They got them all. BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any other place online, plus an online casino that never closes, much like the casinos here in my hometown in Las Vegas. 
Head over to betonline.ag today. Take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, betonline.ag. Sign up today. Make BetOnline your online sportsbook experts. And as I say to you often, make sports betting your entertainment and not your lifestyle. In the meantime, I have printed out all of the odds for this weekend's Premier League matches. Obviously, the West Ham-Leeds United or the Leeds United-West Ham match uh, is uh, in the history books, so we won't be talking about that one. be nice if you could kind of go back in time and make a bet. <laughs> guarantee a win. But I did want to actually, before we got to the Premier League, as I mentioned in the open, I did want to go back and touch on this Champions League story that we only only sort of nibbled at yesterday. And this is being reported by a number of different outlets that the UEFA are planning on revamping the 2024 Champions League. They want to create a 36-team competition that would essentially involve all of England's big six. Now, look, if you're wondering, if you're saying to me, Nick, uh, I'm fairly new to the game, what is big six? And you, and I tell you, it's Liverpool, Chelsea, Man United. Liverpool, Chelsea, Man United, Arsenal, Man City, and Tottenham. And you say, why is that? big six Nick because Man United are awful they were just eliminated from the Champions League they're in sixth spot Manchester City are in seventh uh you know what about Leicester City why aren't they in that aren't they in the top four Nick what about aspirationally teams like Southampton or Wolverhampton Wanderers or oh I don't know Everton teams that might have investment and desire to become a big club well then i'm going to say to you yes you're quite right when you talk about big six you are of course living in the past and if you look at arsenal right now 15th in the table just an awful team um they're not big anything except big rubbish but that's the plan a 36 team competition can involve all of england's let's just call it big marketing six shall we uh, the plan is a response to this European Super League that has been getting talked about year over year about how all the, quote, big clubs are going to break away and form their own league. Uh, so what they're going to do is they're going to involve two teams across Europe to qualify via their UEFA coefficient ranking. In other words, sides that have been successful in the past but maybe don't qualify for the Champions League based on how they did last season. The way it works right now, with England having four guaranteed spots in the Champions League, and then if you look, for example, I'll tell you what, let's, let's just use uh, facts, shall we? Who would be the two teams that would make it to the Champions League outside of the coefficient right now? Well, it would be Tottenham Hotspur, and it would be Arsenal. <laughs> okay. I mean, you know, or it would be Man United, who are in eighth in club coefficient. So what this does essentially is it rewards teams that have a history of success in Europe and a history of success, quote unquote, in other words, money, by giving them a high coefficient and allowing them to backdoor themselves into the Champions League, regardless of how they did in their domestic competition. Folks, this is absolutely ridiculous 
I do understand what they're trying to do. What they would like to do is they would like to create a 36-team competition, be able to essentially have one big table and have um, every club would play 10 matches against different opponents, okay? Five at home, five away, and then the top 16 in the league table would just advance to the knockout rounds. This is what they want to do. In other words, they want to create a full-time league as a parallel to the domestic leagues and not a knockout competition, which if you remember uh, the Champions League or the European Cup, as it used to be called, was in fact a pure knockout tournament until they decided that they could make more money by incorporating more teams and having a group stage and having more matches. And of course, the TV money flows in. And this is just a way to have more TV money, more fixtures, more money, more fixtures. Oh, and by the way, we need to make this so that Ah, we just want the big teams with the money and the eyeballs. I mean, let's be honest. Are you telling me that more people are going to tune in to watch a Champions League with Wolves playing than with Manchester United playing? I think not. However, if Wolves perform better in the league, they should be the ones in. And Man United should not. Because one of the things that makes the, cha the Premier League so exciting is the fact that it's aspirational. Yes, over and over again, we generally get the same 75% team of teams falling, uh, falling into the top four, without a doubt. And yeah, we could talk about money and investment and everything else that goes along with that. Absolutely correct. But you do have years when you have Leicester City, right? I mean, remember that. Blackburn Rovers. Remember that? Yeah, it's odd. It doesn't happen. But when was the last time Man United won the Premier League? Well, hasn't been since Alex Ferguson. You get changes. You get new teams coming in. I remember when Manchester City were a standing joke. And now they're a, quote, big six powerhouse. Things change. That's good. We have an aspirational league where you could come in and succeed at the top, and when you make it to the top, you get to go to the big dance or the Champions League. By rigging it such that the same old established status quo teams get in no matter what takes a lot of the value out of what you do in the Premier League day in and day out. Man United in 15, or Arsenal in 15th spot is not nearly as interesting of a story if you say, well, Arsenal are in 15th spot, yeah, they're struggling, they're re re rebuilding, but guess what? They're not gonna, they're gonna go to the Champions League anyway. It, it, that's not fair. I, for one, am big on fairness, equality, equity, equal chances, equal opportunity. This is a rigged system when they do that, and I am not in favor of it. No, not one bit. I will lose all interest in the Champions League if that is what they do. And I certainly hope it's not. Because let's use Arsenal as a great example. They suck. They're a horrible, terrible team. They've low on talent, low on motivation. For a lot of reasons, don't want to get into it right now. The story this season is the club that year in and year out won the Arsene Wenger Trophy, meaning finished top four finish and Champions League, is not going to make the Champions League again. And their mid-table mediocrity or below mid-table mediocrity. 
That's a story. But if the story is, ah, don't worry, Arsenal got two or three years to rebuild, no problem, they're not going to get relegated, no problem, but they're going to be in the Champions League anyway, there's no story there. It just becomes the same old nonsense. They're just feeding you the Kool-Aid. I don't like it. May as well rename the league Major League Soccer. Okay, I will be right back. Let's get into the Premier League preview show for the weekend. World Soccer Radio. All right, welcome back, World Soccer Radio. I'm your host, Nick Gieber. Find me on Twitter, at Nick Gieber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. You can find me on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. It is great to be with you as I am each and every week night, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern Time. Then again, midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. on the East Coast on Sports Overnight America. If you are one of those early birds, and if you're listening to me at 3 in the morning, you most certainly are. By the way, if you miss any part of the show, you can catch us right after it's over at our podcast network. And before we get on with the show, I wanted to talk about a couple of other shows on the network that I think are great. One is BSI, the podcast, with former and current USL and MLS players Benny Failhaber, Sal Zizo, and Ike Opara. BSI is a great show, lots of fun. They get a guest, they talk about everything, not just football, current events, comedy, food. They just kind of a lifestyles type of soccer show, a lot of fun. And then they have this great segment called Ike's Interrogation, where they essentially act like prosecutors peppering their guests with questions from fans and listeners who have submitted them all in advance. The other one I recommend highly is the Shep Messing Daily Cast, if you know anything about football in America, you'll know Shep Messing is an absolute legend. Played with Pele, New York, Cosmos guy, uh, former goalkeeper. Uh, Shep's a great guy, great show, wonderful guests. He generally talks New York Red Bulls during the MLS season. When he's not in season, he talks global football. A lot of fun. Do yourself a favor and give this one a download. So this show and all the others can be found on our podcast network, the Believe Podcast Network, B-L-E-A-V and uh, download them today. Now, let's get back on with it, shall we? Let's start with the Saturday matches, and we're going to start off with an interesting one. This is the early match. This is at Molyneux. Wolverhampton Wanderers are going to take on Aston Villa. Now, what makes this interesting, because you know if you listen to this show, you'll know that I'm a big fan of Wolves. Wolves are in trouble, though, because... They have lost Raul Jimenez, who is their absolute star player. And they have been a little short of goals. They've scored 11 on the season so far. And I'm going to tell you how many Jimenez have, has scored uh, this season, because I can do that. Um, or maybe I can't do that because I'm not that quick in uh, in pulling up uh, my stats here on the season. Uh, but let's do that. Uh, he has scored a number of goals uh, for Wolves this season. And uh, here we go. He scored four goals. There we go. You see, that was pretty quick, right? It wasn't too bad. You've got to admit, you're impressed. So <laughs> Raul Jimenez has scored four of the goals that Wolverhampton Wanderers have scored. And they don't have him anymore. And they've only scored, as I mentioned, 
11 on the entire season. So that means seven of those goals, they've scored seven goals in 11 games, which isn't great. Defensively, they've been good. But Aston Villa, on the other hand, and by the way, Wolves did lose that big game, 4-0. They got trounced by Liverpool <clears throat> at Anfield for the last item for their last outing now we talked about Aston Villa who been a bit of who were on a f- absolute flyer say through the middle of October things have gone a little bit pear-shaped they were doing really well away from home but then they lost at home against Leeds they lost at home against Southampton uh, they uh, did beat Arsenal away then they lost at home against Brighton and they did lose an away match away against West Ham, which I thought actually was a bit unfair. I thought they played, the result was maybe not indicative of how they played. Aston Villa are an away team monster, okay? And they are scoring goals. 20 goals scored, only 13 conceded. So when you look at this game, Wolves at home against an Aston Villa, I don't think Wolves are going to win this one. I think we're hard-pressed to win this one. So I think the pundits, most pundits would have this as a draw at plus 225. But when I look at this, I think Aston Villa need the points. They've lost two in a row. As I said, they lost that game against, uh, um, Aston Villa lost that game against um, Brighton. And then they lost the game against West Ham United. That was the first away game they've lost. So they need points. I'm going to take Villa for this. And right now they're at plus 199. I think that's a really good little bet. Take Villa plus 199 for the first game on Saturday. Next up, Newcastle, West Bromwich, Albion. And they called this one off, if you remember, the Newcastle Crystal Palace game. Um was it Newcastle Crystal Palace that they called off? They called off at the Newcastle game for last week for COVID. I understand they have a lot of injuries. West Brom are bloody awful. I just don't know. This is a really tough game. Uh, this is really a tough game to call. But I tend to think West Brom have only won one game on the season. They've only scored eight goals. Newcastle, it just depends who they, who they play. I mean, they are actually scoring goals. Uh, I'm going to avoid this one. I'm just not going to bet it. If Newcastle field anything close to a first team, Newcastle going to win this game, but I'm not going to bet it. I'm going to say no bet because I'm not sure who they're going to end up fielding with their COVID uh, vacancies. Uh, next up is the Manchester derby. And of course, this is the match that really everybody is talking about for the weekend. Uh, look, United eliminated from the Champions League in the sort of way that they have been lucky to get results in the Premier League. They are awful defensively. They've been going behind in every half in the Premier League and then coming back to win it. But there comes a point when you are playing teams, and let's just take a look here. Let me let me fill you in on United's last wins just so that you can get a handle on this, okay? They beat Everton 3-1 away. They beat West Brom 1-0 at home. They beat Southampton 3-2 away. And they beat West Ham 3-1 away. They're better away than they are at home, number one. Number two is the teams that they've been beating, they beat Newcastle and they beat Brighton, have all been teams 
that one would not consider exactly powerhouses. Maybe Everton as the aside, but Everton wildly inconsistent this season, regardless. So Ole Gunnar Solskjaer under even more pressure than ever now because of the Champions League exit. To follow that up with a home derby is a lot of pressure on him playing a Manchester City side that after a very rocky start to the season has managed to score seven goals in two games, including getting a draw against Liverpool before then. I, I suppose the only blight in the last five would be the 2-0 loss away to Tottenham, where Tottenham outplayed them all over the park, by the way. But I see City as coming around. I think they have their problems behind them. They're getting players back from injury. And I don't. I think this is a very bad time for United to face City. For me, the way I, it's a derby, okay? It's a derby. So uh, you sort of have to take logic and throw it out the window. But it's a derby without fans which is going to make that even less. It's a derby where United are really struggling. Paul Pogba wants out. He's probably going to go in January. Uh, I mean, Bruno Fernandes is about the only decent thing going on at United right now, uh, and maybe Cavani. So I just don't see it happening. I think this is a City win. Odds makers are going to agree with me here. They have minus 132 for City. I'm going to go with that. Let me make sure I'm not running out of time now. Uh, oh, good. We've got enough time to do the last game on Saturday, which is Everton question, uh, Everton Chelsea. And I was going to say, when it comes to questions on Everton, there are certainly a lot of questions about them defensively. They've conceded 18 goals. And just to give you an idea, uh, that puts them as, in terms of the top, in terms of the top eight, nine teams uh you have to go all the way down the table to leeds united in 14th spot who have conceded uh, more and i think they've conceded uh, 21 or something along those lines so um it's bad news defensively everton are not great and Chelsea, on the other hand, is showing all the signs of momentum, of chemistry, of belief, and showing all the signs that these young, talented players that they've signed are, in fact, young, talented players. Uh, whereas Chelsea were a little suspect defensively earlier on, I would say that they've tightened that up. They've conceded 11 goals. They've scored almost as many goals as Liverpool on this season. I ask you, what's not to like right now about Frank Lampard's Chelsea? And when it comes to this match against Everton, even though it's away from home, I do not see Chelsea losing this match. Chelsea are minus 128. The odds makers clearly favoring Chelsea for this match. And I think that is a more than fair analysis of this match. I think Chelsea going to do a number here and continue to put the pressure, by the way, on Tottenham Hotspur and Liverpool, although both of them have relatively simple tasks ahead, one against Fulham and Crystal Palace. So that's my pick. So let's quickly recap uh, on Saturday. I have Villa over Wolves. If Newcastle 
play anything like a first team, I'd put Newcastle over West Brom, but I probably wouldn't bet that. I don't know who's going to actually take the pitch. United City, the derby, I'm going with City. Everton, Chelsea, I'm going with Chelsea. No draws for me on the day, so that would be an exception. When we come back after break, let's talk about the Sunday matches on World Soccer Radio. Stay with me. All right. Well, lots of people asking me about who that is, because I play that song quite a bit. By the way, that is The Germs. That's Richie Dagger's crime. The Germs, a seminal punk band from L.A. They were headlined by the late, great Darby Crash. I knew Darby quite well. Very sad what happened to him, but uh, that's what drugs will do for you. Stay away from them. Let's move along. Sunday to our Premier League matches. By the way, I'm Nick Gieber. This is World Soccer Radio on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM. iHeartRadio, tune in, the American Forces Network, Believe Podcast Networks, everywhere you want to be, basically. We're going through the Premier League matches. We did all the Saturday. Let's move along to Sunday. We are presented by betonline.ag. All the odds I'm giving you here and lines are courtesy of our good friends at betonline.ag. Dot ag. Let's go to St. Mary's where we have a match approaching where Sheffield United are in a full-blown crisis. This is an inflection point on their season and on their Premier League lives right now. This team is just awful. This same team last season was not awful. Played some great football, were entertaining, always had trouble with goals and as promoted teams can make a decision when they come into the Premier League do I want to invest and bring in Premier League quality players or do I want to keep the people that got me here Sheffield United made the decision to keep a lot of the players that got them into the Premier League in the team and last season they had a cohesion they had a belief and they were sort of the surprise package the giant killers this season has been just awful. They ended last season, I think, with three or four losses in a row right at the end of the season. But they began this season in the dumps, and it has stayed there. They are winless. They have played 11 matches. I wish I could tell you that they'd drawn five of them. They haven't. They've lost 10. They've drawn only one match. They have one point in 33. This team is in dire trouble right now. And yes, they were super close last weekend to getting a nicking a point against Leicester City. But, you know, they ended up losing. This is the worst start to the season of any team in the Premier League era. No team has ever been this bad. So, a point here, absolutely critical. So let's take a look at Southampton on the other side. Well, this team is the opposite, the polar opposite. This team is banging in goals at Leicester City rates, a little bit less than Chelsea. Defensively, they've been a little bit suspect. But Southampton, if there is a surprise package, and you should never be surprised at Southampton, by the way, um, they've been terrific. They're, they lost against Man U at home. They lost against Tottenham, and they lost against Crystal Palace. 
Who did they pick up points on? Well, they picked up points against Brighton, Wolves, Newcastle, Villa, Everton, Chelsea, West Brom, and Burnley. Uh, you could argue they haven't played Man City, they haven't played Le uh, Liverpool. All of that is true. And they did go on a, uh, what, an eight-game win, uh, a lossless streak. And in fact, in the last nine matches, they've only lost one. Southampton are on fire, a good club. I like Southampton a lot. I don't see, unfortunately, Southampton, uh, Sheffield United getting anything here, not even a point. Southampton coming off the back of a 2-1 away win at Brighton. Again, they scored. They scored two goals against United. They scored a goal against Wolves. They didn't. They scored two against Newcastle, and they scored four against Villa. This team scores goals. This is going to be a goal-scoring game. Sheffield United cannot defend at all. They are awful. They've conceded 18 goals on the season. You want to know who's conceded more? I'll tell you. Well, Everton has conceded the same. Leeds and Fulham and West Brom. This is going to be 2-1 Southampton, and Chris Wilder's woes will continue. That's my take on this match. Crystal Palace, Tottenham Hotspur. This is, a, I would say, an interesting match, but it's really not because right now, you know, we talk about Chelsea and how good they look. You have to look at Tot Tottenham and think they're they're looking almost as good. I mean, Honmin Son, Harry Kane. We haven't even really seen the best of Gareth Bale. By the way, lots of talk about Deli Ali going to one of the big clubs in on, in Europe. We'll have to see. Uh, and no disrespect to Spurs, I'm not saying you're not a big European club, but you know what I'm talking about. But this one at Selhurst Park. Tottenham Hotspur currently top of the table. They have lost one match on the season, and that was the first match of the se of the season, and they lost it to Everton. Since then, they are they've drawn three and they've won the rest. I love this team. They're playing great. Jose Mourinho is absolutely sensational form, and this team believes in him. They're bedded in. The chemistry's there. A lot of the same stuff we're talking about with Frank Lampard's Chelsea. The difference is, I think, if I'm going to compare the two, and I know they're not playing Chelsea, they're playing Crystal Palace, but if I'm going to compare Tottenham and Chelsea, because right now, for me, Liverpool aside, these are the two most informed teams that we might maybe not have expected to be informed. They both bedded in with the managers. They both have belief. They both buy the system. They both have big stars stepping up to the plate. I think the difference for me between Tottenham and Chelsea, no disrespect, though, to Frank Lampard, is the difference in manager between Jose Mourinho and Frank Lampard. Jose Mourinho is the real deal. And Frank Lampard is becoming the real deal, but has a way to go still. Both these teams will succeed mightily this season. Any one of them could win the title. For me, though, I like Tottenham just that little bit more than Chelsea for the title. Maybe not for the style of football they play, but let's get on to this match at Selhurst Park. I talked about Harry Kane, Song Yun Min, just outstanding. I mean, really have been absolutely, and not just 
getting the numbers and getting the wins, but with a, putting on some really pretty entertaining football, which for Jose Mourinho's side is not always the case. It's going to be interesting to see how Palace can get on against Tottenham. Um, because Wilfred Zaha can run rampant on anybody. Palace had a great result against West Brom last week, but I just can't look past... For me, I mean, when I look at this, I just don't see them getting anything out of this match, even at Silhurst Park. I'm going to go with a Tottenham win, and the odds makers would agree they are minus 150. I'm just looking at the time here. Uh, Fulham-Liverpool... Um, I really don't know what to say. I mean, the only thing is, is that Allison isn't in goal. They got Kelleher in goal, but he's been terrific. To be fair, uh, I'm talking about Liverpool now. Um, I, I just, uh, I, I just don't know. I mean, I, I, Liverpool score. They are a monster. You don't want to be up against Liverpool. And Fulham. I mean, they are, you know, they concede a lot of goals. <laughs> I mean, they concede a lot of goals and don't score. They may get a goal at Liverpool, but for me, this is going to be 2-1. Liverpool away, victors, minus three or three. Uh, the bookmakers would agree. Arsenal, Burnley. I suppose this really is the acid test for Mikel Arteta, right? Because Arsenal are just absolutely awful. They're losing more and more games and more even than losing games, they're just not creating anything. They've only scored 10 goals on the season. That's less than a goal a game. And if you say Arsenal, Burnley, oh, Burnley in the relegation zone, they're bottom of the table. You know what? <laughs> Look, I'm not, I'm not going to joke with you. Arsenal are 15th, Burnley are 18th. These are two teams that are really much closer together than they are far apart. They're both pretty bloody awful teams. What's up with Arsenal? Well, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang signs a contract and goes to sleep. That's what's wrong with Arsenal. That's what's been happening with Arsenal. What's the result going to be? Whew, it's tough for me, but I have to tell you, this is at home for Arsenal. This is at the Emirates. I'm going to go with an Arsenal win. I'm going to go with three points for the Gunners. Arsenal will win this minus 185. All right, last game. And do I have time? Just enough. To, how's that for timing? Leicester City, Brighton, Hove Albion. A uh, lot to love about Leicester City. Talk about them um, a lot. It's been a little bit rougher of late. They lost against Liverpool. They lost against Fulham. That was a surprise loss. But they did rectify themselves. Getting a 2-1 away, away win uh, at... Bramall Lane against Sheffield United and I thought Sheffield United were unlucky not to get a point and I will say that I think Leicester are in a bit of a slump right now I don't think this is a great time for Leicester to face a big six team <laughs> I love using that big six so I think facing Brighton at this point is absolute right timing for Leicester City. Plus, they're at the king power. They're at home. I just don't see a way that Leicester City, quite frankly, are going to lose this match. The odds makers have Leicester City as the favorites at minus 103. Brighton at plus 265. I'm just looking at my 
predictions. And, you know, I don't have a single draw on the weekend. So let's get back and reanalyze this for a minute. Uh, Wolves Villa. I'm going to go back. I'm going to change that. The first match on Saturday. I'm going to make that a draw. Not because I think we need a draw, because the more I think about it, the more that smells like that could be a draw. Let's see. Newcastle, West Brom. I don't know about that one. Let's not bet that one. Uh, the Manchester derby. You, By the way, draws are always very good results to pick for a derby match. But United are so awful and City are finding form. I think this is going to be a City win. Chelsea will beat Everton. Southampton, Sheffield. Could that be a draw? No, unlikely. Palace, Tottenham. Could that be a draw? I just don't see it. Fulham, Liverpool, I don't see the draw there. Arsenal, Burnley could be a draw. And Leicester, Brighton. I, I, oh, Arsenal is so bad. You know what? I'm going to change Arsenal, Burnley to a draw. So bear with me on this. We're doing this together. All right. So I'm going to recap these on the other side of the break because I've changed a few of them because you can't go... Nine matches without a draw. By the way, West Ham United, David Moyes, I didn't mention today, getting the victory on Friday uh, over uh, Bielsa's Leeds United. Once again, an entertaining match. Leeds United giving us everything we like in the Premier League, end-to-end -end stuff. I thought it was a good good match. I, I think Leeds United are going to be safe. I certainly want them to. They have only won one five. Uh, they had won one in the last five, which was that match, that win against Everton. They did lose to Chelsea. They did lose to Arsenal. And uh, this loss to West Ham will sting, I think, because they were right in this match. But West Ham flying high as well, currently fifth in the table. They did just uh, drop Southampton down to sixth place. All right, let's uh, take a break. And I'll be back to wrap it up. World Soccer Radio. Hope you're enjoying it. Friday's patented Premier League preview pundit show. The more I think about it, that song should be the COVID year anthem. That's Iggy and the Stooges' No Fun from 1969. I, I just loved Iggy. Stooges, fantastic stuff. So anyway, um, welcome back. World Soccer Radio, Nick Eber with you. We've gone through every match in the Premier League for the weekend. I promised you a quick recap because I changed a couple of my predictions. So let's do it very quickly. Wolves Villa at Molyneux. It's a draw. Newcastle, West Brom. At St. James's Park, it's a Newcastle if they play anything like a decent squad. United City, the Manchester Derby at Old Trafford. I'm going with the away team. City, Everton, Chelsea at Goodison Park. It's going to be Chelsea. Southampton, Sheffield at St. Mary's. I'm going with Southampton. More woes for Chris Wilder. Tottenham, Palace at Selhurst Park. A Jose Mourinho win for Tottenham. A Liverpool, Fulham a Craven Cottage. I'm going to go... Jurgen Klopp's men get the win. Arsenal, Burnley, a draw. More disappointment for Gunners. I did have Arsenal, and I changed it, if you remember that. And then finally, King Power Stadium, Leicester City versus Brighton Hove Albion. Um, I say Brendan Rodgers will get three points for Leicester. So there you have it. Those are my picks. On Monday, when I come back, we can look down all my picks and see how they went. Don't forget, Monday we will have the Champions League draw, so we can talk about that, which should be a lot of fun because we will know who's playing who. And if you remember, 
I did give you yesterday. If you missed any of yesterday's show, check it out on the podcast network because I went down each team and who they could play because of the seeded and the unseeded and the rules. All right, well, that's what it was. I want to thank everyone at Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM as well as American Forces. If you missed any part of the show, be sure to check it out on the Believe Podcast Network, B-L-E-A-V. Go ahead and subscribe, and then you'll get a download of the show every time it gets up there. Once again, I'll be back on Monday, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern Time on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, Sirius XM. Then again, midnight uh, on the Pacific, 3 a.m. on the East Coast on Sports Overnight America. Till Monday, have a great weekend. Enjoy the football. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.